Look at the weather. It's beautiful here. Non-stop rain. Oh, man, it is a blazer out there. It's cold and it's shivery. It is cold. Really coming down here. I really enjoy your weather reports. From the All Indiana Podcast Network. We're talking weather in a whole new way. From historical events to what's coming up. Plus, weather news, science, safety, fun facts, and more. I like where this is going. This is Weather Weekly. Weather Weekly with Wish TV Storm Track 8 meteorologist Marcus Bailey. Episode 98. And a happy Thanksgiving week to you as well. I'm Storm Track 8 meteorologist Marcus Bailey. Good to be with you here on this. Uh, uh, we're recording this on a Monday, very chilly start to this holiday week, although a warming trend on the way. That's uh, some good news here. Everybody excited for the Thanksgiving holiday? Uh, whether you're traveling or maybe you got some loved ones coming in, you want to going to stay tuned here. We're going to release this a little bit earlier, just uh, specifically because we'll give you the uh, holiday uh, travel forecast uh, coming up here and how things look across the country if you are going to be hitting the roads or the air um, here on this upcoming week as we gear up for Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to it. This is, so this is going to be, we host Thanksgiving usually at, at uh, the Bailey household. Have my mom come down, my sister and her family as well. And um, this year, um, I actually invested in a smoker and I've been kind of just smoking some meats here, kind of learning the uh, tricks of the trade here. So we're going to attempt to smoke a couple of turkeys um, coming up here on Thanksgiving. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting, but just good to be around with family and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, and some good food and, and hopefully some good weather too. So uh, this week, did want to, since it's kind of fresh in our mind, I want to talk about what happened in Buffalo or in upstate New York, but specifically Buffalo, right? Um, just a ridiculous amount of snowfall for any time of the year, but certainly this early in the season. You know, we're, we're halfway through the month of November and the numbers were just epic in terms of snowfall it was all lake effect snow uh that fell over the weekend well really late last week and then into the weekend um so i want to i want to look back on that you know look at some of the numbers here um and just the the event itself and, and what led up to that and and could something like that happen for parts of our state obviously central indiana <clears throat> we don't have that type of influence from Lake Michigan. Um, but parts of our state, could they see uh, numbers like that at times? We're going to kind of look ahead to that and uh, just kind of recap what was just a, a crazy event uh, that happened. Plus, again, we're going to look ahead to your holiday week forecast, in- including some traveling, if you are going to be uh, going across the country and where you may run into some issues you're going to be traveling for the holiday week. That's coming up next here on episode 98 of Weather Weekly. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Episode 98. Good to be with you here on Weather Weekly. Man, we're closing in on 100. 100. That'll happen here in a couple of weeks. So, uh, man, good to have you with us here. And if you've listened to even just a majority of the podcast, thank you so much. Again, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to to listen to these podcasts here. We have a lot of fun doing them. Um, you know, uh, you know, weather is such a, an interesting thing. Like today, you know, a lot of these times, and I think I've mentioned this before, it's, I don't always know what I'm going to be talking about podcast-wise sometimes because weather is such an ever-changing thing and something will just happen that is a good talker and... Uh, a lot of people want to know why did that happen? How did that happen? And so, um, obviously, you know, with it being into the news, um, you know, we can jump in and 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 dissect it a little bit, and certainly much more so than what I would do on a normal television broadcast. And I'm only given you know a set amount of time. You know, for any given local forecast, it's three to three and a half minutes, but something special like what we'll talk about today, which is the lake effect snow in Buffalo. Sometimes I'm granted anywhere between 30 seconds to maybe 90 seconds, a minute and a half, and that's about it. And, and sometimes you need a little bit more to try to kind of, you know, dissect that a little bit. So, um, yes, today I want to talk about what happened in um, in Buffalo over the weekend. And obviously if you're a football fan, um, they ended up having to move the bills and Browns game, which was scheduled to be played, um, at, in Buffalo at, at Orchard park on Sunday, it was a 1 PM kickoff. They had to move it to, uh, Detroit, uh, where the Lions play. Lions were on the road. And so it was available. And so they moved that to uh, Detroit, uh, to be able to get that game in, and it's probably a good call. Um, just looking back on some of the, if you, if you if you get on Twitter a little bit and follow along on some of the sports stuff, which I do, um, a lot of players for the Bills had a tough time getting out, which I'm not sure why they didn't try to maybe get out a little bit earlier, knowing what was coming. Um, but, uh, yeah, they. I mean, neighbors were... We're trying to help some of these players get out of their driveway so they could get to the airport. And there was some some worry if they could even get to the airport, although the Buffalo airport didn't necessarily get hit as hard as, say, areas that were much closer to the Lake Orchard Park included in that. So the numbers, um, it was somewhere around 80 inches of snowfall that fell in parts of uh, the Buffalo area. And that did include Orchard Park. Um, it was record breaking for some areas in a 24 hour period. It was even more than what, what they dubbed Snowvember, which happened in 2014, November of 2014. There was seven feet of snow that was dumped in a three day stretch. Um, there was also 13 people that died. Um, and, uh, the weight of the snow caused roofs to collapse in that storm. And that's how uh, you had uh, some of those fatalities, unfortunately. Now uh, this one, unfortunately there are two fatalities that have been uh, recorded that both of them were from um, uh, 
uh, people that were tra- attempting to uh, shovel snow and clearing clearing their area and ended up having some cardiac complications as a result, unfortunately. So, and, and, and we've mentioned that again, you know, if you, uh, you got to take it easy. If you're going to be, if you're going to be shoveling, that's, it's, it's tough to gauge sometimes when it's cold out, you got all that winter gear and, and, uh, it can sneak up on you. So, uh, again, 80 inches, uh, were some of the numbers I saw. I saw 77 was kind of the, the big total from, from like the 24 hour event around orchard park. But then they tacked on about another, you know, three, four uh, more inches of snow. So you're talking, I mean, you're, you're looking at six feet of snow, uh, just an incredible amount. Now, to kind of put that into uh, perspective here, uh, our average snowfall for a winter in, um, in Indianapolis specifically is 25.5 inches of snow, 25.5. Five. Um, I also wanted to kind of compare it to, uh, so obviously that number gets blown out of the water immediately, right? Um, the, I, I look back at the last several winters and I, I know that we've had, you know, pretty bleak winters for the most part. If you look at really the last six, um, there's only been, one where we've been close to average, and that was the 2020-2021 winter where we had 22.2 inches of snowfall. Um, the rest of them have been well below average. We had nine and a half last year, and a lot of that came in one, basically one storm, right? Um, but basically, you had to combine going back from 2016, the winter of 2016-2017, to this past winter, and you combine all those winters, still didn't add up exactly to what they picked up in, in Orchard Park, where they had 80. Um, but you combine the 2016 winter all the way to last winter here in Indianapolis, uh, it adds up to 78.3 inches of snowfall. So even dating back to 2016, so you're talking the last six years, we still can't add up to what they picked up in just a couple of days span, which is just, you know, I'm mean, you know, trying to put it in perspective. And then, you think about it, the, the 2013-2014 winter, right? That was the really bad winter here in Indianapolis. In fact, it is still, um, it is still the snowiest winter on record. Um, 52.2 inches of snowfall. 52.2 inches of snowfall that winter. That was a real rough winter. It was also the snowiest winter. That is still a little less than 30 inches of snow less than what they got in a two day span in Buffalo or just in, in, in parts of Buffalo. So just again, well, and again too, everybody wants to put the, you know, the benchmark storm is always the blizzard of 78, right? Uh, 1978. Um, that winter, we picked up 49.7 inches of snowfall, the bulk of that falling during that blizzard. Again, that is a far cry from what they received um, from what they received in the Buffalo area. Now, obviously, you know, you're kind of comparing apples to oranges at that point because while they did have some gusty winds, it wasn't the winds that we saw during the blizzard of 78 now nowhere close and what made the blizzard of 78 bad not only was it 
you know, it was heavy snow, no doubt, but it was the the intense wind that created the the crazy snow drifts that winter. But again, just trying to put it in perspective, Buffalo is no stranger to heavy snowfall amounts at all, right? I mean, they are off the lake, so they do deal with um they do deal with some pretty intense um snowfalls every year and far from what we typically see um you know what we what we would typically see uh here in central indiana for sure uh just looking back at some of their records here um i don't have their average but i mean look they can they can swing <laughs> um many different ways last winter they picked up um 97.4 inches of snow the year before that 77.2 69.2 the winter of 2019 to 2020 but then the winter before that 118 inches there's several winters where they exceed that 100 mark um the the snowvember that that they mentioned right um that year let me see i'm looking at this data right here so they ended up picking up about 112 that year, 112 that year, 112.9 is almost 113 inches of snow. Um, and it ended up that November did not end up being the snowiest month. It ended up being February where it's 46, uh, 46 inches. So, you know, Buffalo's equipped to handle, you know, a lot of snow. I don't know if anybody is able to handle that amount of snow in that amount of time though that's pretty epic right so um what made this bad um and, and really what is lake effect snow so basically what it is and i think it was probably a little more enhanced um because of how mild it had been and so you know you've got some pretty warm lake water they are they're off lake erie um and what, what you end up getting is you had a real significant shot of cold. I mean, you know, most of you are probably listeners of, uh, of the state of Indiana. And so we, you are aware of the, the pretty significant cold snap that we've had uh, this past week, really the past couple of weeks, right? Where we had, even this past weekend, we had overnight lows in the teens. We had chills, uh, wind chills near zero. So it was a significant blast of cold air, but again, you have to have not only that cold air, but the, the, the wind flow has to set up just right. And it did, uh, dating late last week and then into the weekend where it ended up just, you know, blowing this, this, this very cold, this Arctic air mass, Arctic air was going over this warmer lake water. And so the warm lake water, that heat, heat and moisture rises all right and it combines with that cold air you get the clouds to form clouds end up holding a lot of moisture and then obviously it is so cold that it falls as snow and the thing is 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 you know and and we'll we'll talk about this as we get a little bit later but you get you get several types of snow systems for, for us generally in central indiana you get you get the clipper systems we call them alberta clippers because they kind of originate from Alberta, Canada, and they come from a much drier air mass. Why? Because there's no moisture, real moisture supply with them. And cold air naturally 
doesn't hold as much moisture as warmer air does. Okay. The bigger snow systems that we typically get originate from what we would call the, we, we call them a panhandle. Hook. That's what we learned in college. Anyway, uh, they may, some of them may be referred to differently now, but they usually originate from kind of the Oklahoma, Texas panhandle. That's why they call the panhandle hook. It hooks to the North and East, but as it does, so it gathers up a lot of golf moisture. Typically, you know, on the warmer end, it ends up can be maybe some stronger storms in the deep South, uh, a lot of rain, and then we end up getting caught in the cold sector. And so if you're right on that line, you can get some pretty heavy wet snow and, and get some big snow totals. So what's in, you, you end up do getting a moisture supply um, out of this uh, because you're getting the, 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 the lake water essentially is, is supplying that moisture, but it's localized. If you saw photos on social media, it almost looked like a big wall of snow. In downtown Buffalo, they didn't get, I mean, they still got snow, but they didn't get maybe the intense snow bands as, as it were if you were a little bit closer to uh, the lake. I mean, it was a pretty sharp drop-off. So lake effect snow, well, I mean, it can reach pretty far. And we've seen that here in Indiana. The intense snowfall bands aren't going to reach several miles away from the lake. It's going to be areas that are basically kind of surrounding that lake within a few miles or so. Um, but you'll get some very intense snow bands to the tune of maybe two to three inches per hour, sometimes more. We certainly saw that. Uh, if you see some of the videos, um, there was intense enough convection going on within this, you know, this uh, plume of lake effects. There was some thunder snow. You had some pretty intense lightning. So that is always an indication that there are some heavier rates of snowfall in those bands that are setting up. And if you saw like a, a loop, and there's several that are floating around social media, but if you saw a loop of the actual event over the 24 to 36 hour stretch, um, you see why, why, these areas got pummeled because it was a direct west and maybe at times gradual west-northwest flow. All right. Or I guess, I'm sorry, east-northeast flow. So they were, this was flowing, or I said it right first time, west-northwest flow. So these were flowing from the west and going to the east. And um, it just ended up really not letting up over the same areas. Sometimes you'll get those winds to turn. And so with that, the, the lake effect snow bands are going to turn with how the winds are going. You didn't get a lot of that change uh, over, uh, over a 24 to 36 hour stretch. And so that's, I mean, it just never, it never let up. It just kept going and going and going and going and going. Finally, that flow kind of broke down a little bit and um, was able to allow that snow to kind of let up a little bit. But that, that's what created it. It wasn't some significant cold front or, or anything like that. It wasn't a big area of low pressure. The lakes work a whole lot different. Um, on a smaller scale, um, Indiana, those of you that like college football, if you watch the Notre Dame game, you know, started off fine. I had a lot of friends that were posting on social media and was 
It, was a, it wasn't a beautiful day. It was a cold November day up in South Bend for tailgating and people that were going to the game. But by the end of the game, I mean, it looked like a snow globe. And that was all due to lake enhanced, lake effect snow showers. Not to the extent of what they got in Buffalo, um, but, but certainly um, noticeable. And, and look, South Bend and then areas just northwest of there. So you're getting up into southwestern Michigan. That's like the Benton Harbor area, Niles, Michigan. You know, over this past week, you're talking six plus inches of snowfall. I mean, obviously not anywhere close to what they picked up um, in Buffalo. Um, but again, it just it gets, it gets shows you uh, that even parts of our state, you can get those and do get those lake effect uh, enhanced snow bands. I think even some higher amounts were picked up um, down in uh, or up in northwestern Indiana when you get up closer to um, Lake and Porter counties, uh, the Gary area and north of Valpo, that kind of thing. So, so again, pretty epic. The, again, Buffalo got the brunt of it more so than say like a South Bend taking a shot because you went over a wide open Lake Michigan. So you just you had an immense amount of moisture that was picked up. Immense amount of moisture was picked up with this Arctic air that rolled over Lake Erie and you got the right flow that just pummeled the city. And that was the bottom line. And I mean, again, they've, they've seen that several times, but to that extent, obviously that was a little bit extreme. So 80, 80 inches, uh, pretty significant, um, significant there. So um, check out some of the photos um, that, that, that have been on social media. Um, obviously the time lapses are incredible. Um, people that, you know, post their nest videos or their ring doorbells or stuff like that. Um, those are cool, but some of the drone videos I think were even equally as impressive. Uh, people that shot just outside of the, the, the swath of heavy snow, you can see that wall of snow, even in the dark of night, um, looking over downtown Buffalo, but then you cannot see where, I mean, it literally is just a, a, a wall of snow. It's just, it's incredible. It really is. So I encourage you to check that out on, on social media. Twitter's got a boatload of just incredible photos uh, that you should check out there. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that, but Buffalo already off to a, a strong start uh, to their snow season, picking up uh, 80 inches of snow. Now that wasn't the official number at the airport, but parts of the city um, seeing 80 inches of snow already shy, just shy of a hundred. So um, we'll see where they stand by the end of the year, but typically January, February, those are busy months, uh, for the, uh, upstate New York, Western New York, uh, region there. So we'll see, we'll see if they, uh, they tack onto it, but already off to a strong start. Uh, obviously too, a lot of people are looking ahead to the, um, uh, the forecast for this week and I'll get after the break. We'll, we'll talk locally, but for those of you that do have some travel interests here, um, I did want to kind of break things down for you um, in terms of um, the middle of the week and then um, the end of the weekend too. Those are, you know, Wednesday, obviously a huge travel day and then uh, the end of the weekend, pretty, pretty hectic as well. So um, really setting up pretty nicely, I would say Wednesday, Midwest, you're fine. And just the way I'm seeing it right now, the major hubs, and this is specific for people that are flying, the major hubs in the east are probably going to be just fine. So any delays are going to be due to just sheer 
volume and not weather. DC, Newark, uh, both of the major uh, airports in New York, uh, Boston, Logan, um, all look like they are away and clear of any significant uh, or severe weather, whether it be you know rain or snow. So I don't think weather is going to be creating any delays. O'Hare looks fine. Detroit looks fine. Atlanta looks fine. Um, Houston looks okay. Dallas may have a few showers. I don't think it's going to be enough to really hinder any travel. I would say the only place that I see any, I wouldn't even call them significant delays, but some weather-related delays and probably more so in the morning is maybe Florida, Miami specifically. You could run into some minor delays due to heavy rain in parts of uh, Florida, especially southern Florida. But I'm not, I mean, it doesn't look too crazy there. Even out west, if you're going to L.A., Seattle, Portland, Vegas, Phoenix, Denver, uh, Salt Lake, uh, all of those areas look to be pretty quiet, uh, precip-wise for your Wednesday. So no travel concerns there. Now, for the holiday itself, there is a pretty decent shot for rain across the Midwest, and that stretches down to the mid and deep south as well. So we're talking places like Nashville, um, Birmingham, Atlanta, Memphis, Little Rock, New Orleans, St. Louis, uh, maybe even Chicago could see some rain um, heading into Thanksgiving. Um, and then that could stretch into places like Indianapolis, um, Nashville, Columbus, Ohio, uh, D.C., Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, um, all of the Carolinas. Um, that could stretch into Friday. Black Friday could be a little bit damp for some of those uh, spots. Now, heading into the end of the weekend, travel-wise, um, I think it's kind of the same setup here, gang, as we, uh, as we were talking about for Wednesday. East Coast, fine. Florida actually looks good. All of the Midwest looks quiet. Central Plains looks quiet. Uh, Rockies look good. The only issues I foresee maybe on Sunday is going to be up in the Pacific Northwest where you could have some snow in Seattle and Portland. So in terms of major airports, those are the two areas you need to watch for on Sunday. I think everybody else, you're going to be in very, very good shape there. So travel-wise, with the exception of a few minor, minor concerns, both Wednesday and Sunday, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. But do need to keep an eye on the forecast if you're going to be out and about uh, across, especially the Midwest and the Deep South. Uh, for Black Friday shopping. So we'll keep you updated on that. You can hit me up on social media and I'll be posting about those forecasts coming up uh, as we get a little bit closer to your Friday. We'll also look ahead to your local central Indiana forecast here for this holiday week. That's coming up next on Weather Weekly. All right, here's a look at your forecast locally here for central Indiana for this holiday week, the week of November 21st. 2022 and hey uh we're gonna finally warm things up here um you know rolling through your monday afternoon still a little on the chilly side a little breezy too uh numbers into the upper 40s but hey we're a little bit closer to average and it should come with a lot of sunshine i think it's just the beginning of what's to come this week i think we're back to the 50s as early as tuesday 
probably right around 50 in some areas, especially up north where you did get some snow showers over the last week and you've got some snow on the ground and not all of it's going to melt here for your Monday. Uh, you're likely going to have those temperatures yanked down a bit, low to mid 40s, say up around the South Bend area, northern Indiana, Fort Wayne, those kind of places. But everybody else should be in the lower 50s uh, as we go into your Tuesday. And I think Wednesday will probably be the warmest of the days here coming up. And again, I mentioned, you know, a lot of the Midwest is pretty probably going to be pretty quiet all the way to the east coast uh for uh for the big travel day on wednesday so i don't foresee any issues if you're going to be driving locally here it should be nice mid 50s winds not a huge issue should be a lot of sunshine uh to come now thanksgiving right now i'm going to leave relatively dry i do have some rain chances sliding in as it appears the rain chances should hold off until later on into the evening is going to come with a, a little system that's probably going to yank down our temperatures for Black Friday. I would be aware of maybe some scattered rain chances if you are going to be shopping, especially very early Friday morning. You may have some scattered rain chances to kind of contend with. But uh, overall, I don't think it's going to be a washout. doesn't appear that way anyway. Um, and then that, that rain threat should leave us uh, going into uh the uh the afternoon and evening hours for friday and it should lead to a dry weekend numbers near 50 saturday and sunday and again i don't foresee any major travel concerns heading back uh on sunday whether you have loved ones heading back or if you're yourself going to be traveling back to central indiana should be in good shape here on sunday and then we go into next week uh, obviously tough to gauge if we're going to get into a, uh, you know, uh, what we're looking at precip wise, but I don't see any, uh, signs of a significant blast of cold air like we just experienced. In fact, the long-term pattern, uh, when you look at the next eight to 14 days has pretty strong signals of above average temperatures. And that would take us kind of in that first week of December, almost the first full week of December. So, um, you know, again, normal high for this time of year, when you get to the, the end of, November, you're kind of looking at mid upper 40s is is typical. And it looks like there's a decent signal that we're at least going to be running a little bit above average. I got a lot of 50s on the board in terms of uh, uh, the next um, 10 days or so, or at least close to that number 40s, upper 40s to around 50. So running and it's, it's not a big uh, or extreme number in terms of above average, but slightly above average. So again, it's going to be an improvement compared to where we have been here for the, uh, for the, for the last really week where we've been just running really, really, uh, really cold here. So that's looking forecast. And again, looking pretty good. Have yourself a safe and wonderful holiday week, whether you are staying local or if you are traveling, safe travels to you. Enjoy your time. Um, and hopefully you've got some good, good eats that you're going to be enjoying as well. Appreciate you spending time with us here on episode 98. If you have any suggestions uh, that you would like to hear about on Weather Weekly, any subject matter you'd like us to cover, you can email me anytime, weather, uh, marcus.bailey at wishtv.com, marcus.bailey at wishtv.com. I'm also on social media, Facebook, Marcus Bailey Weather, and also on Twitter and Instagram at Marcus Bailey. While you're here, make sure to check out all the other great podcasts, all part of the All Indiana Podcast Network. Have a great week. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week, and God bless. Discover more. Discover more from Storm Track Aid Weather and Wish TV. Online at wishtv.com and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. Plus, be sure to check out more great podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now. Now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.